I want to start this episode by saying that I may make some some generalizations in this episode. Um, I'm coming from a place of mourning. Um, I'm coming from a place of sadness and anger and so many different emotions right now. But um, I just wanted to preface this by saying... Um, that um, there's going to be a lot of emotion in this episode. And um, I'm doing this before I actually record the episode. So um, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to walk away from this and take everything I say as fact. Definitely do your own research. Um, if you find anything that I say to be questionable, um, do your own research. And um, if I say something that's wrong, um, be more than happy to open up a discussion with me. And I say discussion with um, the utmost, I guess, severity because I'm looking for a discussion, not an argument. I don't want to argue with anyone right now. There's really no, there's no argument that needs to be had. I think everything that needs to be done is pretty clear, but... Um, I guess on to the normal episode. Hello and welcome to my show, a show with no name, where each time we talk about whatever I want to talk about, because it's my show, that's kind of how this works, let's get on with it. In 1619, the first slave ship landed in Jamestown, Virginia. This was over 400 years ago, and ever since, black people have been a slave in America. Ever since this happened, um, black people in America have been seen as less than, sometimes not given the same treatment as normal normal human beings because we're not seen as such. Um, but in many cases, we are seen as a threat for the reason of just being black. Um, this has been going on for a little over 400 years now, and people are tired of being complacent. People were tired of being quiet. People were tired of being scared. I'm tired of being complacent. I'm tired of being quiet. And I'm tired of being scared. <sighs> when I was younger, I heard stories of my grandma, my great-grandma, marching with Martin Luther King, and I just thought to myself, that's really cool. I, I would go around, and whenever we would have Black History Month at school, I would um, go and I'd tell people that she marched with Martin Luther King, that she was a part of the reason that our world changed for the better. And, um, and she was, and she was a really important person. 
in my life. And, um, and she passed away a couple years ago. And, and I, and I'm so glad that she's not here to see what's going on now. Because to see that all of this is still going on after years and years and years of people protesting, of people trying to make these people see that we're just people who want to live our lives in a normal way, the same way that they want to live their lives. But we can't do that because we are not seen as, as human. We're not seen as the same type of human as they are. And uh, I was watching a documentary on the KKK, and one guy said, I don't need a reason to hate them. I hate them because they exist. The other one says, um, I was born racist. Ever since I was born, I would walk down the street and I just, I just hate them. This is, these are people who believe that what Hitler did was right. They hate the Jews. They hate black people. They hate everybody who is not a, a white person in America. They find everyone else to be less than. These are racist people. And I know that um, this is going to be about police brutality, but we have to we have to understand that these cops who are killing, consistently killing black people, these people are racist, and their values are rooted in racism, and they're using their job to instill fear and terror, and trying to get black people to live in submission and fear. You see, black people lived and have lived in submission and fear for over 400 years, and it's time to stop. It's time to stop being afraid, and it's time to take charge of your own life, and it's time to do something about it. I go to work, and every time, every day that I leave my house to go to work, I have to ride my bike, and I think, on my way to work, somebody could shoot me, shoot me dead, I could... I could get stopped, I don't know. I, I could do, anything could happen. And these are the thoughts of a normal person that it just gets oppressed down if you're black, if you're white, if you're Hispanic, anything. You don't know when you're gonna die and that moment could just be any time that you leave your house. But Trayvon Martin got shot and killed on his way home from the corner store. And I'm, I'm going to work 
and the same could happen to me. And all I can think about is the fact that I could just be another name on the news and I can just be a month of protesting and then it'll go away again and it'll happen again to 10, 20, 30 more black men, 10, 20, 30 more people who are dying for what reason? 10, 20, 30 families affected because these people have hatred in their heart and have nothing but disdain for anyone who's not a white person in America. It's ridiculous. It's sad. It's disappointing because I I was so proud. I was so proud to to just be like my great grandma marched with Martin Luther King and to see that the world has still not progressed since then. It is insane. It's insane. And every day that I wake up and I watch these videos of, of the protesters getting hurt bad by these police officers. And it and this is just in protest and these aren't these aren't even just black people who are getting hurt by these protesters. I mean by the police now. The police are these cops feel like when they go to these protests, when they have to go and respond to this, they feel like their lives are in danger. Well, then don't become a cop if you cannot handle feeling like your life is in danger. Because every moment that I leave my house, my life is in danger and I'm tired of it. But I don't go around and just pushing people who scare me. You know who does that? People who are insane. People who cannot control themselves. People who cannot control their way of thinking. If you can't have control over your impulse when you're afraid to push someone or to pull out your gun and shoot them dead in the street, if you can't control that, you don't need to be a cop. If their reason for just shooting people is, I felt like my life was in danger, I know that you have tasers, I know that you have pepper spray, and I know that you're not afraid to use it because you use it on protesters every time there's a protest. Every time there's a protest for Black Lives Matter. When you see these, these white people going out and doing their protest with their guns in their hands and all of this, I, don't, I did not see, and maybe you're gonna blame it on the media. Oh, you didn't see that there was any violence going against the white people because the media is all bad. The media is pushing this down. The media is doing this because the media doesn't like white people. The media is run by mostly white people, so okay, if that's going to be your explanation, okay. But they're out there protesting, a lot of white people were out there protesting with guns, and you see all that happening, and you didn't even see the amount of violence there that you saw at a protest for Black Lives Matter. Imagine that. A bunch of people with guns just walking around free and then 
you see people backing up and running away from the police and the police going after them to pepper spray them just to put harm to them for what i'm tired of seeing people running away from cops and then the cops chasing after them and hurting them i'm over it i've had it i'm a, i'm i'm done i'm done with being afraid i'm so tired of being afraid i'm so tired of living my life in fear i live in a place i live in an area with mostly white people um i remember one time me and my me and my sister were driving home and we lived in um a neighborhood that was you know you had to drive a little ways back to get to our house it's a drive through like the entire neighborhood and um from the front of our neighborhood up until like really close to our house we had a cop follow us like all the way there and um at first i thought because there was a cop that lived in our our neighborhood i thought it was them then we passed that house and it wasn't them so it's it it was clear that we were being followed my sister is a great driver we weren't doing anything against the law but but i just i just don't understand why we would be followed unless of course we were suspected of illegal activity there were no signs to show why that would happen except for the fact that we were black so you know they see that as a threat my mom told me my mom told me that they they act this way out of fear they fear our strength in numbers they fear our intelligence because black people are smart black people don't get enough credit for the things that they did in America to help this nation grow when you when you hear these people talk and these people in the KKK when you hear them talk they they say this and they say that their forefathers built this nation their forefathers sat back or got up on their horses and whipped some black man some asian man to black people picked cottons to to make the clothes that were on that white man's back Chinese Americans they brought Chinese people over made them work in the mines and freaking build railroads across America for them because what they can't do the work on their own and this wasn't built on the back of white people I'm sorry if that burst your bubble this was America was built because of immigration the first the first Americans were descendants of immigrants the people who were here and I'm tired of having to say this the people who were here first were native americans how is that not clear how is that not clear because these people these kkk members love to detest immigration they say that immigration is the reason that our entire nation is failing and that us immigrants need to go back to where we came from because we're lazy because all we want to do is take let's think back 
because white people were not originally in America. And you want to talk about lazy. Okay, well, you're bringing over people to do the work that you don't want to do. When you see a bunch of Hispanic people working as as people building our houses that we that we live in every day, those, these are built by Hispanic people. When you see Hispanic people doing a bunch of work that nobody else wants to do, the hard jobs, when you see a Hispanic person cutting your grass, that's a hard job that they're doing. When you see them out there doing these hard jobs, and you want to call them lazy, they're coming to America for a better life, and that is the meaning of America. To come to America is the dream that a lot of people had, and what are we doing? We're, we're, we're soiling that dream for them because they can't walk the streets and not feel like they're in danger because... because they're seen as a threat because of the color of their skin. It's insane to me. It's insane to me that we're still having this, this, it shouldn't be a conversation. It should not be a conversation. It shouldn't be a conversation. Um, so to the point of, of black people are smart, and we've done a lot for this country. I want, um, I want you to do your own research. Sarah Boone, she created the ironing board. And she's an African-American woman. Garrett Morgan created the, the green light, red light, and yellow light that we see on our traffic signs. He created that, that modern day traffic sign, traffic lights. Alexander Miles, the automatic opening elevator doors. Those are three people. And there's so, so many more that we don't talk about because we are given the shortest month of the year to talk about black people. I don't understand why it's not consistently talked about throughout the year, but they want to shove it all in, in, one, in one small month they want to teach you the same, maybe five people over and over again. You learn the same five people from like second grade up until 12th grade. You don't learn about anybody else. You learn about the same people. And, and these people did great things, of course. But how about we talk about them throughout the year instead of just talking about them in, in one month? Because what's sick to me is in my school, I, I, I see people make fun of Black History Month and I watch people uh, just make a joke out of it or, or people are just awful. They disregard it. When you try to put focus on that many people, on the people who built your, your country in one month, in the shortest month of the year, you're doing such an injustice and you don't even know it. I had a conversation with my mom, and um, this was not the first time we've had a conversation like this. Each time that I have this conversation with her, 
it is heartbreaking. It is, it, it makes me a little upset. It makes me angry. And she, she fears that one day I'm gonna be one of those people on the news. She fears that I'm gonna be driving around and I'm gonna get stopped and, and I'm gonna get shot. And I want you to think about how much love your parents have for you and how they would never want to see you get hurt, but they can't help in their head knowing that you leave the house and you are immediately seen as a threat to those around you. And those people are looking to destroy your life because they don't like you and they don't even know you. These people were born with hatred in their heart and they're looking for the next person that they can take that anger out on. And I'm not here to say that all white people are bad. I'm not here to say that all cops are bad, but there are people with hatred in their heart. And there's nothing we can do about it, but make sure that those people who have nothing but hatred in their heart do not get their voice heard. They should not. I don't want them to grow. I don't want them to to be able to voice their their hateful opinions. I don't want them to be able to indoctrinate indoctrinate any more children into their hate because there are some people who are born into these families and who who may not have hatred in their heart, but that's all they're taught. That's all they're taught. And then they grow up and then they become hateful. For what reason? There are people in the KKK only because my father was in the KKK. My grandfather was in the KKK and his father before him. And they learn this hate and it grows. <sighs> I saw something online where somebody said, so everyone's an activist now? And that just really upset me. It really upset me because when you say something like that, you're saying that as if it's a bad thing. That's not a real question. I don't want to hear anybody being like, oh, it's just a, just a question. It's just out of surprise of, of everybody posting this stuff. No, you're saying it as if it's a, it's a bad thing. If you say, so everyone's an activist now? Yeah, because people have something to fight for now. People are seeing what they have to fight for. People have nothing but time now. And this is the right time to strike when the iron's hot. We were all in, in quarantine and, and now we're all online and now we're actually paying attention to what's going on in the world. More people are watching the news and now we see 
a police officer kneeling on the neck of a black man for nine minutes, squeezing the life out of him as he screams for help. Calling for his mother who's already dead. For nine minutes we watch a man just take someone's life and we watch three other people watch and do nothing to stop it. For those nine minutes, that man knew he was going to die. That cop knew he was going to kill him. The three other cops who stood by and watched knew that he was going to kill him. And they all stood there and did nothing. I'm going to talk about um, the fact that I see videos of these protesters peacefully protesting, not doing anything, and then I see that the cops are yelling back up, back up, and these people are slowly backing up, and then the cops just push them. They push them, and I know people are going to say that's out of context, but if they were doing something before, what if something happened before? But when you see these cops doing what they're doing, it's out of anger. I see people running away from the cops and the cop just pepper sprays them anyway or, or tear gases them anyway. And I'm like, if they're running away, what harm can they do to you? They're running away. Um... I can't remember if I already said this, but I watched a video of a lady and some of her friends in a state where they were having a curfew, and they were on the porch, and they were looking outside, and they were seeing these the National Guard go by, and they're, the National Guard is screaming, get in your house, get in your house, and although they're letting them know, you need to get in your house, you need to stay in your house, this person is on their property and you guys are running through their neighborhood, they want to know what's going on. They're on their property, they're not leaving, they're not going anywhere, they're not doing anything. And then you hear somebody say, light them up. And they shoot rubber bullets at the people and they, and I think they throw gas. The video's like pretty scattered because they start running into the house. And um, it's insane to me, that video is, it, it's, it's so strange to me because you hear someone say, light them up in an enthusiastic voice. And, and it's just like, this is just what you resort to. I mean, if you see them going on the street, then by all means, then you can, you can resort to your violence, sure after you give them a warning and then they go onto the street, which is not their property, and they're out there making a ruckus, then yeah, go ahead. But they're in their house. They're, they're mostly in their house. They're on their porch. They're not doing anything. They're not going anywhere. But light them up, you know? Light them up. Show them that they have to listen to us. Show them 
that we are their 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 executioner. Show them, light them up. Make sure they listen. Light them up. Go ahead, light them up. This shows you that you can be on your property and you can still be harmed, but it's rightful, right? They're doing their job, right? Um, I want to read a tweet that I read a little earlier. And this is um, by Jenna Marbles, and she's a YouTuber. And um, she, she's been, her and her boyfriend have been very vocal about what's been going on and how they want to do anything that they can to help. And she says, this is not a political issue, this is a human rights issue. This is a systematic racism and an oppression that the hands of the law enforcement in our country at the hands of the law enforcement in our country. We want justice, we want change. It shouldn't have to happen once, and it shouldn't, and it should never happen again. This is not a discussion. And this is true, it's not a discussion. It shouldn't happen anymore. It should never have happened. But it's happening, still. And it, it warms my heart to see so many people who are not people of color posting and doing all that they can to, to sign petitions, protest, and get out there with people of color so that they make sure that our voices are heard. And it makes me so happy to see that there is unity in the country, that not all of these people are are bad people, not all of these people are filled with hatred because a lot of us, a lot of us know that there's nothing stronger than when people not of one race but of multiple races unite so that their voices are heard. Nothing stronger than that. The thing is, is when I think of a great America, I think of the fact that we have freedom of speech. I'm never going to tell somebody that they can't post something, that they can't say this, they can't say that, they can't do this, they can't do that, because it's their life, and they'll deal with the repercussions accordingly. But. It's it's just it's just great. I'm, I was about to go on a tangent, but it's just great to see these people come together in time like this and unite. And um, I was watching I was watching a video of Jenna, and they were talking about why they weren't making a podcast this week. And um, she says. A month, a week ago, we were all in our homes. A, a week or two ago, we were all in our homes, trying to stay at home and fight the coronavirus. And it shows you how sick and tired of all of this we are. So that it shows you that we are so sick and tired that we're 
wanting to go out into big groups and protest no matter the circumstance of coronavirus. You have to be real sick and tired to put your life in danger from this pandemic to protest this, this, this social injustice. And I, and I don't want to spend most of this time just talking about racism, but that, that's what this is. These people who are going out and killing black people over and over and over again with no remorse, they are racist. And I'm not going to say all cops are racist, but the cops who are doing this, they're racist. Because I've seen videos of, of good cops saying, we need to get it together. Why are we not getting it together? Why do we still have to be portrayed like this? Because you don't have to be. You don't have to be portrayed in negative light. But these people are choosing to. They're coming out of the woodwork and they're choosing to make these decisions. Like I said before, if your fear is taking the better of you, you do not need to be a person in power. If your fear and your personal feelings are getting in the way of what you're doing for your job, you don't need to be in power. You don't need to have that sort of power where you can pull out a gun on somebody in an instant. You don't need that because your fear is enough. Your fear says it all. Um, where I work, I, I see many people come through. And um, one time a guy came up and he had a Confederate flag on his head. And if you are, if you're not a person of color, you don't see this the same way that I do. And I'm gonna leave it at that because I'm, I don't want anybody to fight me on that. Because you don't see it the way that I do. You don't see that Confederate flag and think the same things that I think. You don't see that Confederate flag and think this person supports people who lynched my family members. This person supports people who suppressed and oppressed my ancestors, this person is an all-around bad person. That's what I think when I see that. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but when I saw this person, the first thing that struck me was fear. Because those are the things that run through my mind when I see that flag. I feel fear. I'm scared. But you don't see me act out of fear and slam that guy's head into a counter. You don't see me yell at this guy and, and do unspeakable things or sit on his neck for nine minutes until he is dead. You don't see me do that. Because I put my fear aside and I helped that man as best as I could and then that was over. The quicker and the more the more efficient that you handle those situations when you're scared, you get out of those situations where you put yourself in a situation where you're, you could do something out of fear. Acting out of fear is not an excuse. I see no excuse when it comes to sitting on a guy's neck for nine minutes as he screams. I see no excuse in watching someone that you know sit on a man's neck for nine minutes as he screams 
when you have the power to do something about it. And I, I, I don't see any excuse. People like to defend the Confederate flag, and I disregard that, argu that argument completely because it's, it's stupid and it's wrong. People like to say that the, the Confederacy was fighting for more than slavery. They were fighting for states' rights. Let's think about why they were fighting for states' rights because we were trying to take away slavery from them. We were trying to abolish slavery and they got scared and they said, you know what? We're gonna pull away, we're gonna make our own country. We are the South and we don't think that you should have that power to take away our slaves. We are a state on our own. We should decide this. This should be our decision. They wanted that right. They wanted that state right. They wanted their state to be able to continue to suppress and oppress black people without anyone saying anything. They wanted to be the cop that stood on our neck and they wanted the rest of the union to watch and do nothing about it. <sighs> they wanted to stand on our neck and let the union watch and do nothing about it. So when you hang that flag, next time you see that flag, next time you hang that flag, next time you try to defend that flag, remember the nine minutes of agony that that man was in before he got to die and rest in peace. All lives matter. All lives do matter. The Buddhists believe that all life is sacred and that we should do everything that we can to protect that life. I also believe that. But we cannot say that all lives matter until black lives matter. It just can't be said because all lives can't matter if black lives don't matter. And in saying that, you, you have people who will sit here and say, someone told me, black lives matter is separating black people from the rest of the human race. Well, we're already being separated from the human race just by when people look at us and they say they're a threat because of the color of their skin. We're already being separated by that. We are asking that when you, we're asking that when you see us, you treat us with the same respect that you would treat anyone else. Black Lives Matter is a movement that is ensuring that we make sure that all lives do matter equally. We live in a country where, where this, this idea of 
of equality and freedom is is said to be done. We live in a place where it's free, where you can do what you want. No, I can't do what I want. My mom has made this very clear. I can't I can't do the same things that my white friends do because I could that could get me in trouble. It might not get them in trouble, but it could get me in trouble and this is their white privilege. And I'm not gonna sit here and argue with anybody else on white privilege because they wanna sit here and say that it's it's their hard work, it's their it's their drive and they they are doing this because they work so hard and and white privilege doesn't exist. Don't come to me with that because I swear, I swear, I swear. What white privilege is, is you walking into a store and being able to walk around without all eyes being on you from the moment you get in that store to the moment you leave. What white privilege is is you being able to walk out of your house and not have to think about the fact that you could just be gunned down and no one would say anything about it. You could be another name on the news and it could take a week for that cop to even get charged or that cop could just not get charged because that cop could just say, I felt like my life was in danger and then you get swept under the rug and you're six feet under and that could be the end of it. That's what white privilege is. You don't have to worry about that. Because it doesn't happen as much. People want to say that we don't, the media does not post all of the white people who are getting brutally harassed by these cops. It doesn't happen as much. I promise you it doesn't happen as much. I promise. And the reason that the media gets so pent up about this is because for 400 years, 400 years, black people have been oppressed, black people have been suppressed, and we're still treated like second-class citizens. I want you to watch those vi the videos of the white people getting um, attacked, quote-unquote, by these cops, and I want you to see how the cops will pull out a taser, how the cops will just throw them to the ground, and how the cops will do those sorts of things to these white people. But I also want you to watch the videos of black people getting attacked and harassed by these cops. And I want you to see how fast they don't reach for their taser, how fast they don't use the training to put them on the ground and put them in handcuffs where they are no longer a threat, but I want you to see how fast they reach for their gun. I want you to see how long it takes for them to reach for their gun. I want you to watch as they come up to the window and they put their hand on their gun immediately just by looking at the fact that this person is black, so I need to be on guard. I want you to watch those videos. Because that's what I mean when I'm talking about your white privilege. That's what I mean when I, when, I, when I say that I live in fear of leaving my own home because I'm black. See, before the KKK and these racist people were burning crosses in our front yards. Imagine that. 
you wake up think that your house is on fire um but you just look out the window and there is a cross burning in your front yard you know most black people are christian baptist christian and um the cross is a is a is a holy symbol in christianity and to watch a cross burn is one of the scariest things but to watch a cross burn in your front yard on your property where you're meant to feel safe is another thing before the kkk was burning crosses in our front yards and hanging us on the trees now the kkk has infiltrated our police system, our judicial system, and our systems of um, government. And now they are on the streets with their guns in their hands and telling us to get on the ground. And I'm not going to say all cops are racist and all cops are part of the KKK, but there are cops that are racist and there are cops that are part of the KKK. So, I just, I just want it to be known that I'm not going to try and generalize all, all cops or all white people, but there is hate in some of these people's hearts, and I'm tired of being scared, tired of being complacent. Um... People are saying this is not a political thing, it's a human rights thing. And I agree with half of that statement. I believe that this is a human rights issue, and I think that it can be solved by the government. I do think that this is also a political issue. I think that our president has ushered in a new comfortability with racists. He says things that can be taken as racist with no apology, with no remorse. I was watching a KKK documentary and I, and he said that, um, it was an interviewer, and he said that all of the leaders of the KKK that he went to visit were open in their support for Trump. One guy said, Donald Trump is just saying what we've been saying for the longest time but he has the money and the power to, to make it happen. Do you know how scary that is? He's been saying the same thing that these KKK people have been talking about, and he has the money and the power to do something about it. And they're open in their support for him. I don't want to hear anyone say that just because the KKK agrees with him doesn't mean he's a racist. You have to be somewhat provoking racist thoughts to have the KKK on your side. <sighs> so that's all I'm going to say today. That's all you may hear me talk about on this, on this podcast about this. But um, I want to say no justice, no peace. In 1619, the first slave ship landed in Jamestown, Virginia. From then on, black people have been slaves in America. Four, 400 years of being put down, 
and being complacent. 400 years of oppression and suppression. 400 years of living in fear. 400 years of being told that we're second-class citizens and that's the way the world should be. 400 years. And I'm here to say that I'm tired of being complacent. I'm tired of being scared. It is time to take action. I mean this with no violence, but it's time to take action. It's time for the voices to be heard. No justice, no peace.